Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea. Sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above this Friday. Friday! <gasps> Finally, the weekend. <laughs> I'm ready for the weekend this week. Uh, and today I have my favorite guests, Pia and Colin Baird-Smith, with me to talk about what is happening with the Pleiadian Earth calendar. Good morning, Pia and Colin. How are you two today? Delighted to be with you. We're, We're really always, always happy to be with you. Yes. And we are so happy to have you with us. It's nice to have regular guests that we can just say, we know they're coming today and this is what we're going to talk about. I don't know what we're going to talk about, <laughs> but that's okay because we always find something to talk about. Uh, let's say good morning to our Astro family out there. I saw Erica Dorsey. She popped in real early. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Tom. Tom says, good day, A. He's, Can he's Canadian. A. A. Hoser. Uh, Tom says, shadow dancing, baby. You do it right. <laughs> I love it. J-Lo, good morning. Susie, good morning. Everybody seems to be in a very good mood so far. How about you guys? Why not be in a good mood? We're in the middle of a shadow cycle. We might as well face it with the best mood we've got. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So let's let's start there with the shadow cycle. So I'm just going to tell you that I had noticed, I, I've noticed because I'm just being aware. I'm not like sinking my teeth into any of it, but I've been aware of where shadow energies are popping up for myself which means likely they're also something that's popping up for the collective. How about you guys? Are you noticing that too? Yes. What we notice it the most is in communication. doesn't matter whether we're talking to each other, talking to somebody else, talking to a clerk in the store. Communication is probably worse than it was during Mercury retrograde. It's really interesting. We're, we're finding, it's funny. It, 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 well, it is. We're finding that people doing their best to speak clearly and to really try to make sense, other people listening are still not getting accurately or directly what they're saying. And it is amping up people's reactions. Instead of responding, people are on the edge of, I, I told you what I meant, you you didn't listen and blah 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 and we're seeing this over and over and over again and the other side of that is you didn't say what you're saying now i mean it's it's just it's really interesting and i think what it shows is that undercurrent of collective energy where something is wanting to be expressed and people are repressing it and then it comes bubbling out in the wrong place i think we're seeing the undercurrent of the shadow because ultimately everything we're here to learn is about its relationship Relationship with the earth, relationship with each other, relationship with ourselves. Relationship with the stars. Yeah, it's all about relationship. Indeed. I was, it was so funny that you even said that, Colin, because yesterday I was thinking, if I didn't know, but I even said this to Asa, if you're out there, remember we were chatting yesterday and I said, I, if I didn't know better, I would think Mercury is retrograde. <laughs> I am knocking things off my desk like I'm some kind of oaf. I couldn't think straight like my mind was under, underwater. Um, mm -hmm. I was try I had so much to do, right? I we have so much that we're working on. Like I'm working on behind the scenes, Ace is working on behind the scenes for us. And none of it wanted to come to the surface yesterday. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We're feeling the okay. same kind of energy. 
we have a lot of projects and a lot of deadlines that we're dealing with right now. And not only are people not doing what they tell us they should be doing, but they're doing it wrong. And we're talking to people on different continents trying to get a cohesive teamwork situation going. And a lot of people are dropping the ball and it just makes it harder for the next person down the line. And what we're finding also is that nobody wants to take responsibility for their errors. They will go, oops, well, here, I did it wrong. Here it is again. And it delays the whole project by a week, but they won't say, you know, <laughs> it's just really interesting. <laughs> it's so funny because every day I sit down and I do charts for people, the requests that come in. Somehow yesterday, in the midst of, you know, I'm sitting here and I do it very methodically. You know, I use my Virgo moon to do these things methodically so I don't mess up. Somehow I managed to send somebody the correct human design chart. But when they asked for their astrology chart, I got her birth date with someone else's birth date. And then I send it off. My, my computer glitched in the middle of me doing it yesterday. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. But it was so funny because later in the evening when I'm just like already tired, she sends me an email that says, you sent me the wrong chart. <laughs> like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. So it, it's just been strange. It's like if you don't really slow down and really check all the boxes uh, mm -hmm. like we would in a Mercury retrograde, that likely you're going to be doing something that's going to blow up or it's out of order or something's weird with it. That key part, slow down, is so essential right now. Yeah. And that's the problem. People read an email and they get the highlights as if it's a text or something and they don't read the whole thing. So they don't answer appropriately. And then that creates a backlash of other problems because people aren't slowing down enough to take the time to read, listen, speak, all of it. We're, we're noticing that if, if we send somebody multiple elements in, in an email, multiple things that need to be taken care of or that need to be noticed, they might get the first and the second element, but the third, fourth, and fifth one, it, it's as though we didn't send that information to them at all. They just miss it. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. The other thing, Janet, is you said your computer glitched. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but I have noticed an incredible amount of AI takeover of my computer, self-correcting my words. I write one word and I go back and read my email and it is typed in a completely different word. Sometimes my things I put in draft, they disappear immediately and they don't come back again until two days later. There's a lot of AI stuff that's going on right now. So it's not all our human era. It's part of it is the AI takeover. And I notice that with my telephone all the time when I'm texting someone um, what I'm typing in isn't what ends up being said. But then I've also noticed just maybe in the last week that my phone is getting better at self-correcting so it knows what I mean and <laughs> I don't know if that scares me to death or it's comforting that now we're getting in sync I don't know about that but I do yeah. know this morning I'm noticing people are saying this in the chat that they're also having PC problems just before you two joined me this morning yep uh, all of a sudden my whole computer screen went pink like bright pink and I went and it was flashing off and on, like, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And this can't happen right now. So what do I do? I'm like, okay, I'm going to unplug my camera because it's obviously a camera problem. 
replugged my camera back in and then it reconnected. But that is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me with this camera and the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me using StreamYard. But why this morning? I don't know. Shadow, right? Well, it's the shadow cycle and the sun is sending out a tremendous number of flares right now. Oh, and I didn't even think about that. That's right. With our EMF blanket that's blanketing the whole planet, I'm sure when the sun sends out flares, it's going to really impact our technology. It has to. But I'll tell you this. You said you don't know if you're scared or you like it, that your phone's getting in alignment with you. <laughs> I'd much rather have Cullen understand me than my phone. I can tell you that. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. But yeah. it's just it's just observation stuff, right? Like I noticed um, uh, old patterns coming up. Like I woke up the other morning in like mortal terror around finances. And I went, where is this coming from? I haven't mm -hmm. had that old pattern of fear or, you know, that gut feeling of, you know, the rug being pulled out from under me in some way, shape or form in a couple of years, but it was back. And I, I woke up and I sat up and I just went through my gratitude process. That was the only thing I knew of at that moment to help quell that. It was almost irrational because mm -hmm. there's not that problem, but I was feeling that old terror. Is that something other people are noticing too, or you guys? Well, I, I would say it comes up individually according to what each person's old pattern is. Mm. The collective shadow cycle is such a disruptive energy that it's really like an earthquake. It shakes up whatever is deeply buried in within you that you think you've conquered, but you really haven't gotten through it yet. And that's... I mean, personal shadow cycles are to do the work of that, but yes. the collective really shakes you to the core. And that, and that obviously gives us the opportunity to really look more deeply mm -hmm. and really be honest with ourselves and say, well, yes, I thought I'd taken care of that. I thought I was finished with that. And all of a sudden, here it comes back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wonder, do we individually sometimes pick up the collective's shadow, and then we are sort of acting as a um, a lightning rod to help disperse that energy. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and for a guy like me, who fortunately or unfortunately has my personal shadow cycles and the collective at the same time, I'm having to balance both of those, my own work, and the way you just described, maybe we're also working to help the collective go deeper or to be a little bit more aware of what's going on subconsciously that they're not really attending to. So for me, it's kind of a double whammy. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> I think that, but he's doing really well with it, I have to say. <laughs> he's he upright. Is. He's smiling. <laughs> he's doing really well with it. Sometimes. I would have to say, though, that I think there's something else going on with this particular collective shadow cycle. And that is, I think all of us are being stirred out of our comfort zone of the South Node and being pushed into what the North Node wants us to become. Mm. I think there's a lot of South Node, North Node opposition going on. And we're really being pulled out of our familiarity and pushed into what comes next. Make your future self. Well, you're absolutely right there, too. And, you know, the nodes, 
they they shift backwards into a sign. They don't come in from the zero degree astrologically. They don't come in from zero like every other thing that moves in. Like today, uh, the the sun moves into Pisces, so it'll start at zero Pisces. The nodes start at 29 degrees. Mm -hmm. So right away we're hit with the karmic, you know what, that is mm -hmm. is endemic in the signs, and when we look at where they are today, in fact, let's see, I've got my little chart here today. They're sitting at 26 degrees, 33 minutes of Taurus and Scorpio. Well, Pluto's at about 27 degrees of Capricorn. So we're looking at the stimulation of the shadows. It's too funny that the shadow cycle in the Pleiadian calendar is happening at the same time that this shadow substancey stuff is coming up. Can I just say that Helen also has the, Scorpio, Taurus, node thing going on simultaneously. So I'm quite certain he's here to show people how to balance their absolute <laughs> worst moments. I must be the poster boy for the most challenges astrologically, <laughs> whether, whether it's Western astrology, Chinese astrology, Vedic astrology, Pleiadian astrology. It seems that I'm always in the forefront or in the direct line of all the things that that could influence me to be uh, what what the Canadians call a Debbie Downer uh, situation, where <laughs> I, I could be I could be flying high and then all of a sudden, wham! All of these influences are right there, exactly on target mm -hmm. at the same time. Well, and you also, right now, there is so many planets going through the sign of Capricorn, mm -hmm. Mars and Venus in a, a conjunction, and they are going to end up in a triple conjunction with Pluto on March 3rd. <laughs> so, and that means they're inching ever closer. And a lot of times the action happens in the pre-conjunction time period or the pre uh, of whatever the relationship is. Uh, so you can bet that every one of us right now is already feeling that coming together. And it is extraordinarily creative, the potential in the, mm -hmm. all of that. But yeah. it is often going to display sort of the disintegration stuff first. So what mm -hmm. do you have to get out of the way of in order to be allowing the more creative in? Yes. So absolutely. there's that too. Yeah. And it's interesting that you said that, that there's a pre feeling or a, or a pre-understanding of, of what's coming. Pia and I often feel what's coming days before it actually mm -hmm. shows itself up clearly, thoroughly. And so we're sort of ahead of the game sometimes about, oh, well, this is really happening. And it's showing us that it's going to happen in a stronger way in just a few days. So sometimes we have a a pre-understanding of what's really coming. Yeah, I think I, I experienced that as well. And so sometimes I'm like, well, there's no stand, there's no, there's no transit right now that should be triggering this. But mm -hmm. then, you know, two weeks down the line, there is. And now I understand it because I've already had to go through it. And uh, there is, there's a lot of, of comments going on out here. So Tom from Canada says, hey, some of my friends are named Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so I, sorry, I have to block a user out here. There's some shenanigan stuff going on. And uh, this is why I sometimes feel like I need somebody out here now, you know, to be my 
moderator because I can't even believe people are so bad, so bad. So let's, that's a shadow too, right? It There's is. a shadow right there. People who just want to come in and be a disruptor that just want to, you know, throw kinks in your ironworks and, and see if it can create an explosion of fire. It's okay. They want to be, be heard, Janet, because they feel so powerless in their own lives. Yeah, yeah. They just oh, to be heard. Um, can you guys see me still? You're frozen, You're, but we can see you. We can hear you. Yeah, okay. So, like, my screen went blank, and it's white. My whole screen is white. And uh, so I don't know if you guys can. I'm thankful you can hear me, but I can't see you. It's like my computer froze. Well, this this is entirely interesting to us. Um, on, one of our, on one of our live international calls a couple of weeks ago, we had an interruption for the entire call where there was crosstalk from some other line that, that wasn't our particular program. And we couldn't figure out, our, our moderator, our host was trying furiously to blank it out or erase it or whatever he could do. And it never worked. We had we had a ridiculous crosstalk, cross noise thing for the entire call. That's never happened to us before. But I think we can get used to this sort of thing happening pretty often. Are you still there? Hmm. Janet, are you there? I'm back. Good. Must be all that white light you're carrying, Janet. Just wiped out the screen. It was too funny. It was like suddenly uh, I, it was a white screen, completely white, nothing. But you said you could still hear me. And then suddenly I couldn't hear you. It was like you just turned off. So, but hey, I'm here. So what were you saying? <laughs> Where did we end up? Well, what, what I was describing was a glitch that happened to us recently. I don't, I don't know if if the audience heard all of what I was saying, but I'll repeat it briefly for you. Um, during a live international call, we had crosstalk and noises of, of people shuffling papers, kitchen sinks running, toilets flushing, conversations. conversations, and we could not get rid of it. Our host and moderator could not understand how that was coming in. He had everybody muted except us. And yet- Weird. It lasted for the entire broadcast. Yeah. So cross, cross stuff going on. Yep. Nice. Crazy. Uh, let's look at some of the comments because that's what I was intending to do uh, mm -hmm. before I nodded off. Um, <laughs> Tom says regarding the shadow, I've been okay accepting gifts yet not when it comes to money. Why money? I asked myself, why only money? I've got great awareness. Uh, now he's able to notice things about himself. So there's that. Erica says, all I can do is laugh humbly. My husband, who's a Virgo sun, Mercury and Venus, and I, a Scorpio sun, Mercury, Venus, had quite a communication glitch last night. <laughs> and this morning, through communication, we were able to uncover a deep-rooted fear of failure. It was quite fascinating to look back now as we are talking about this subject. That's fascinating. So I, I still think that a lot of those things, those fears that we might in, in uh, experience individually are a part of the collective as well. Yep. 
Yes. You know, that's a big one out there in the world. Failure. It is. Londa says, as we are coming up to a deadline to launch our project, there's glitches with the web programs we're trying to use. So we had to contact the server and they can't even navigate this at this time. It sounds like our call company. They can't figure out what happened with the crosstalk on our call. Yeah. They, Nobody can figure out these problems. Yeah. And that's, and that, and we talk about this subject a lot about personal responsibility. We're finding that, that companies or service people that we, that we're contacting will not take personal responsibility for saying, well, yes, maybe I made that mistake or my company made that mistake. They're always saying, no, 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 it must be on your end. And we know, we know from experience and, and professionalism that it is absolutely not coming from our end often. Yeah. And then doesn't it just get so frustrating because then when you do reach out to help, to get help, sometimes you can't even find anybody out there. Where, where can I go to get help with my WordPress website? Where can I go to get help when StreamYard starts messing up? What, you know, anymore, we're so far removed from the people to per people uh, connection that can help us solve problems that it just leaves you feeling frustrated. And like, well, I, sometimes I just like, oh, yep, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Don't yeah, sign me up for this. I to laugh at that. The Zoom platform oh. on their website, it says, we are always here to help you 24-7. So I sent them a help email to their support email. And the response I've got back was, we don't monitor this email. So send your response to, to the website where when you go back to the website, it only gives you a bunch of questions you can ask that had no relationship at all to what I needed. So yeah, it's you know why? Because you don't pay enough for them to, to pay attention to you. That's the thing with Zoom that I really got disgusted with is that I'm on Zoom every day. I pay this every month or I pay it ahead for a year. And yet I'm not important enough to get one-on-one -on -one attention. Yeah, that's, that's what's happening. Yes. Yep. And, and if I dare say this out loud, often the excuse in the template of what people tell us is, well, it's because of the COVID-19 situation. Talk that poor about virus just keeps getting blamed for everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have a question out here from Letitia. She says, how can we discover our personal period of shadow or personal shadow period in the uh, Pleiadian Earth calendar? Well, it's not in the calendar. You'd have to have to have a personal chart done with that. But I do offer Pleiadian Earth Energy personal charts, or you can order just a shadow chart if you want to look at only your shadows and not look at your entire personality makeup in the system. But that's something that has to be done for you. There's a way that you can get the information out of the book, but that's the accompanying book that goes with the calendar. However, it's pretty complex and it would need to be explained to you individually to be able to do that. Or you can join my workshop, which is coming up March 24th, 25th, and 26th. Great segue. I'll be teaching how to do that, how, what all of this means, what, how to work with it, how to heal your relationships, how to bring out your strengths, how to work with your shadows. So, And that's March 26th, 27th, and 28th? No, I think it's the 24th, 25th, and 26th, but let me be I sure. I think it's 25, 26, 27. 25, 26, 27. Hold yeah. no, no, let me look just to be sure. Cullen's probably right. <laughs> I, think, I think Janet had it too. Um, let me get in the right month is it, here. Is it a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or a 
Yes. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it 25, is 26, 27. Yep. Yep. Of Thank March. You. And so break it down a little bit. So what are we learning in this webinar? The first part of the first day, and it's 90 minutes each day, the first part is going to be a basic background of the earth energies, what they mean, the, the universal energies, how each person carries one of those earth and, and universal energies, and the calendar, how each day has one of those universal earth energies, and the Pleiadian perspective about why it's so potent and powerful to navigate your life through energy rather than time, which is the whole purpose of the system is to get us aligned with the energetic movement of life. So that'll be the first day. The second day, we're going to go into relationship pretty heavily, looking at the Venus star as she cycles through the sky and showing people how different people have different Venus aspects, not from their natal chart, but through the Venus star alignment of where she cycles through 250 days in the sky and their alignment at birth with that and how that impacts your relationships in a feeding format. So you're either feeding someone or they're feeding you. And feeding can be positive or negative. It could go either way. So I'll help people understand that pattern with Venus and how it impacts their relationships more deeply. The third day, we're going to talk about shadow cycles, and we're going to put it all together and fine-tune all the little aspects that people want to know. And I'm going to have Q&A on all three days so that people can interact and find out what they need. Nice. And uh, there is a website and I'm, I was, I thought I had that window open and I do not. Do you know off the top of your head what the website is so I can post it here for people? Sure. It's on my website, Pia, P-I-A, Orlean, O-R-L-E-A-N-E.com. And then just go to workshops. Gotcha. So, <laughs> All right. Enter. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's my bad. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> my bad, not, not, not the universe. So uh, if you would like to go to the website and just look for workshops, you'll find that for March 25, 26, and 27. Yep. Yeah. And there's Ken, and also anybody who wants to sign up for the workshop, I'm going to give them a discount on getting a personal chart. If you haven't ever had one and want one, just signing up for the website on the website for the workshop gives you a discount on a personal chart. And it also gives you a video that you'll have to go back and repeat, learn anything that you want to review. Nice. That's a really good thing to have done. Uh, okay, so we've got the dates out there now. We've got the uh, the link, what people are going to learn. Now I want to talk about something. Were you complete there, by the way, before I Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to make sure I did not miss somebody's question. Christine said she could relate to, to what you're experiencing, Colin. She must <laughs> feel those things too. Uh, Debbie, I'm so sorry to hear about your uncle passing away. Give, give yourself a big hug from all of us here. Uh, now, I, oh darn, Erica's gonna be at an event so she won't be able to. Now later after the uh, workshop is done, are you gonna package that up so people can get that uh, the, the recordings and stuff later? So if they can't be there live? Yes, I will do that. But if they okay. want to be an, a participant in the workshop with the discounts and benefits, they will have the video as part of the package anyway. 
Oh, okay. So if they can't go live, they're still going to be able to. Live, they can still sign up and they can participate and they get a half an hour consultation with me after the event. Okay, Ready great. Yeah. That, that's great. I love it when people do it that way because, you know, three days in a row at this, you know, it's kind of sometimes busy schedules. It's hard to do that. So that's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, all right. I want to switch gears for just a moment. Uh, we're going to take on a little astrological thing and take a look at the USA Pluto return because that is occurring on palindrome day to 2022. Uh, to 2022. And if you flip that, of course, then you get the same date forward and backwards, which I don't know if there's any correlation there, but hmm, something to look at, right? The numerology uh, of the whole thing. Uh, and when uh, I was looking at this this morning, I thought I'm going to take a look at what the three days are that are going to be part of the Pleiadian calendar. So the USA Pluto return, for those of you who haven't heard, is nations countries uh, who are uh, have been on the planet and uh, as a nation for a very long period of time can have a Pluto return where human beings, we don't live 248 years, so we will never experience a Pluto return, at least not as things are now on this planet. And a Pluto return is a time when the planet Pluto comes back to the exact place it was when the nation or the person was born, even though a person will never have that. So that is what is occurring is that Pluto in the chart of the USA was at 27 degrees, 32, 35, something like that minutes. And on Monday, the 20th or Sunday, the 20th, uh, it is going to be back at that exact same place. And it's going to do that two more times this year. So we have February 20th, we have July 11th, and we have December 28th. And interesting numbers from the Pleiadian calendar. 11 loving is what Monday is, mm -hmm. 9 feeling in July, and then 10 catalyzing on the 28th of December. We don't think there's any accident here. No. You know, I have to say Pluto and loving energy are very interesting because loving energy is not all what it sounds like. Loving energy is one of the energies that has the most intense conflict possible in order for you to reach a place of unconditional love. So very interesting. And then with the number 11 there too, that's about, you know, illumination, somehow bringing in the light. Bringing in the light. Yeah. Absolutely. The light of love. And then nine feeling. Now that July 11th will be the anniversary of my son's passing. And I know where I'm going to be that day. I'll be up on a mountaintop spreading his ashes. And that is going to be a very emotional day. And now I'm looking at this going, it's emotion, emotion, emotion. It is. Yeah. Feeling is the most emotional earth energy there is. So. Just, and then the number nine off the top of my head, isn't that something about merge? Is that merging or? It's harmony. 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 Oh, Okay. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> well, good, actually. Maybe you'll find some harmony within the release of the emotions. Correct. And then 10 catalyzing. You groaned a little bit. <laughs> well, 10 is a, one of those numbers that's either full of challenge or if you're meeting your challenges well, you manifest what you need. So 10 is a very dicey number all by itself. Catalyzing. Well, anybody knows what the word catalyst means. You can either be a catalyst or you're acted upon by catalysts around you either way. But with Pluto involved, it'll be big. 
everybody breathe. <sighs> it's big. Now, let's talk a little bit about Pluto because Pluto, he gets a bad rap, but he actually has a very powerful purpose, power being the key word here. Pluto is a planet that moves very slowly. So the energies of Pluto don't act upon us in a moment by moment basis. It's over time. And so Pluto is enacting on the USA at this point in time, a slow decay, degeneration or decline, right? That's what he does first. He kind of brings up everything that or exposes, let's say, what's rotten or what is no longer sustainable. And then that leads to regeneration, to rebirth and so forth. So the USA has been... I mean, anybody can see it. It's plain as the nose on everybody's faces that there is something rotten going on in this country, right? That it's being exposed and it's in the sign of Capricorn. So we're looking at the government. We're looking at our institutions and any of them, the, the military, the, uh, the banking system, the institution of, I mean, medical institution, you, you name the institution. And of course it's being brought up at this point. Um, so Pluto kind of takes us to the core of what isn't working. And mm -hmm. it's much like if you think about an apple, if you have a rotten apple or it falls off the tree and it's rotted, it begins to decay and degenerate. But then it gets to the core, which is where the seeds are. Right. The seeds are in the core. So when you get the decay, the seeds are left. The seeds then can regenerate a new tree. Uh, or a, a new a new life of regeneration. So even though this looks pretty bad for all of us at this moment here, at least that, and how interesting to be alive at this time, you know, where we get to first person, not you guys necessarily, because you're not here anymore, but you're from here. So you know what this is all, what this country is like. And I think it's just stripping away everything that we covered up our core values with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's going to be an earth-shaking, foundational, structural challenge into opportunity. It's, it's a perfect blend of it, the way you describe the apple falling from the tree. We, we can look at it as a, as a disaster, but we can also look at it as an absolute renaming, regenerating, redoing what hasn't worked and turning it into something that actually is going to work in a much better way. Yeah, it's an opportunity. Um, mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the, before you can actually take advantage of the seeds in the apple, you've got to get to the core. And I'm not, I'm not certain yet that we've been, we've been to the core. I, I think we've probably uncovered a lot, but I don't know that we've actually put it together yet as to what does that decay and decline and uh, mm -hmm. degeneration mean? Like, what does that look like? And other, you know, other countries have gone through these things, older countries on the planet. I England, for example, has uh, had two, I think, or three different Pluto returns that we can look to and we can see where big upheavals, you know, mm -hmm. rippled through the collective of that particular nation and it comes out stronger. Right. And then you go through another 250 years approximately of of that cycle and what, again, needed to be uh, disposed of gets 
brought to the surface again and so on and on right it's just this country is so young this is the first time that we're actually seeing um, this in uh, real life or, or you know live time right uh, so real time uh, that's a misnomer anyway um, but we're <laughs> <laughs> real time hmm. uh, so anyway, then I thought, okay, I'm going to look at this also through human design or the gene keys, because it's always good to see things from a multiple perspective. So we can see 11 loving energy as the, the 20th. And actually on all three of these dates, Pluto will be at the gate 60 in the line two in our human design. And we've talked a lot about that here, but for you guys, since you've probably not heard much about the gate 60, it's a gate of limitation. It is a gate where we have to bring in our focus in order to sustain innovation. So if we want to make change, for example, um, you have to be able to go through the crash and burn uh, and then bring out the laser focus of, well, what is it that we can institute now that is going to bring us to a new stability? So we have to we have to enact some boundaries. We have to enact some, you know, we have to get the playpen, right? You can't let a baby just crawl all around the house all the time if you're busy doing the dishes because God knows what the baby's going to get into. So we have playpens, right? We put them there so that they could be safe. They can safely explore. And that's kind of what we are also having to do as a nation, safely putting us in a, a, a playpen of sorts. It's a metaphor, people, not 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 real, but so that we can, we can have um, a new idea of what we have to focus on and put our energy on innovation and tech, technology even. Do we really want to go the way that technology is going? And that wouldn't be just for this nation, but for the world. And I, I feel like part of the, this shadow period right now is about um, bringing these up in a bigger, wider way. And here we are, we're right here, right now, with this shadow coming together and with the Pluto return, looking at the takeover of the Ukraine by Russia. Mm-hmm. Big, big thing on the on the screen that how has the US often reacted to these kinds of things? And is there a new way that we can show up in the world? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that we will or won't, but it's a it's a premise that we can look at like the old military establishment would have might gone in and said you know we're going to use our military might to blast you out of there to take over like that worked so well in <laughs> afghanistan <laughs> anyway i don't want to get into the politics of it all but it's interesting to watch this all unfold well you're describing perfectly the birthing process it, right? it's 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 exactly what needs to take place to get rid of the old and creatively bring the new that that has to come about it it has to clean up what has been created that hasn't worked so the yeah. the birthing process is always messy it's always it's always chaotic but it creates the next step it creates the next exactly and and we should be happy or or at least looking forward to what's being shed because we come out of it lighter i mean that's the whole you know north node south node with the south node in scorpio we're releasing baggage mm-hmm. and um you know maybe part of the baggage is the thoughts about who we thought we were and mm-hmm. what would we rather be 
who would we rather be? How would we rather show up in, in the world as individuals, but as a nation, because we're talking about the USA Pluto return here and focusing on those energies of what could be instead of what has been. So instead of trying to go backwards and uh, create from things that are obviously disintegrating, let's go forward and what could be. So it, it's almost, it's promising. I love the way the promise is here of something new coming from the ashes of the old, sort of like the Phoenix, right? Yes. And how perfect alignment with gate 60 with Pluto and Capricorn ruled by Saturn, all the limits, all the structure, all the guidelines, all the strength, all the courage to stand forth and do what we need to do to create this new. Right. Because yeah, the high side of Pluto is empowerment. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the part I really love. Yeah, okay, he, he, he is an exposer of what does not support empowerment. Mm -hmm. So I think what we do as a nation is we strip everything, we go back to our roots just as a, as a value uh, conversation. What were our values that formulated this nation in the first place? And then how did we get so far off, right? How did we wander away from that? What got in the way? And then allow what got in the way to fall away so that we can come back stronger, more empowered, and, um, you know, more enlightened. That's, again, that's another way you could look at a Pluto return is a, a process of enlightening. Mm -hmm. It's really extraordinary. I, I don't know. I don't want to be on a soapbox about this. But then get this. Today, with the sun moving into Pisces, we now have the sun, Jupiter, Neptune, all in Pisces which is a sign of endings. It is the last sign of the Zodiac that prepares us for a new beginning. It reminds me of the number 13, right? In the Ascension mm -hmm. process in the Pleiadian calendar uh, and Pleiadian astrology, where we're coming to the end and we're looking at the potential for what's new, what comes next. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just extraordinary. Then if we look at this week, that's dawning uh, tomorrow as uh, the day dawns, we move into the gate 55 in our human design. So the sun will be sitting at the gate. Oh, my stomach just loves this one. Um, where the lowest energy is victimization and the highest energy is freedom. Mm -hmm. So we're moving on a path from victimization to freedom. And Pisces can be the consummate victim energy, or it can be the most freeing energy. So it's kind of a double sword that we're looking at right now. Do we want to stay in the victim mode? Or do we want to shed that and become empowered and move toward freedom? It's, da, a, da, da. <laughs> it's a it's a perfect it's a perfect example of the relationship between the high road and the low road, because everything has a, a higher aspect or a lower aspect. And what you're explaining is helping us to understand that if we reach for the higher vibratory place, the higher vibratory understanding, we're going to be able to utilize those energies to propel us in the right direction instead of clinging to the lower energies that just keep us down and keep us in a in a confused muddled state so 
it's a great it's a great educational thing to understand that there is a high and a low. Yeah. And the 55 in human design sits on the solar plexus. So it has a lot of emotional energy attached to it. And, you know, think about how in any circumstance that you've ever been in your life where you've been a victim of something or of someone else's um, energies, how emotional that is. And then once you attach an emotion to that victim energy, it can really become a part of a story. And then that story gets replayed every time you think about it. And not mm -hmm. only does that story get replayed, but that emotion comes back. Mm -hmm. So it's an invitation, I think, for us to release not just this concept of being a victim, but to release the energy around ever being a victim, right? To That yes. somebody might have done something or, you know, something happened in your life that you thought you were a victim of let's say a, an, an episode of something but in reality it was a gift mm -hmm. but as long as you're holding the emotional energy of what happened as a negative vibration or a low frequency you keep reinstituting that energy within your your field or your body and you keep reliving it as that victim energy this is the invitation to release that and become free freeing yourselves, freeing all of us from that victim sort of way of looking at ourselves or our lives. I know you're stunned into silence. It's big. It it, the concept, huge. the concept is big. It is. It is huge. It's huge because it's, it seems like, like we're being funneled right? That, you know, we, we're, we're being pushed through, what do they say in the Bible? Something like through the eye of the needle. Mm -hmm. And unless you can shed all of this baggage, you can't make it through the eye of the needle. Meaning I'm assuming that if we want to get to the other side where we can be empowered, where we can live in light, where we can live in love, that we've got to get rid of some stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and not in just a, you know, pay it lip service kind of way, but truly mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, putting your money where your mouth is basically and, and actually releasing the baggage. Yep. And that's, and that's what the collective shadow times are all about, whether it's personal or collective, mm -hmm. we have to recognize the way you just explained what you just said. We're not going to go forward. We're not going to get to a, a place of freedom and a place of creativity and a place of release unless we do that. And people yeah. don't, people don't want to look at that, that dark, not, not so happy place because it's painful. It's, it's, nobody wants to go that deep because it's a hard, it's just a hard place to be. But if yeah. we don't see it and we don't work with it, we're not going to get anywhere. And on the other hand, I do not want to imply that everybody needs to live in that dark place or in that shadow focusing on it, because that's not right either. What no. we really need to do is to be able to see where the shadow has held sway in our lives or see what the shadow energy is holding us to or the victim energy is holding us to. Acknowledge that it's there, but move to the light, move yeah. to a different 
um, thought process that's going to move you into new energy. So we can keep, you know, re-energizing all the ugly shadows. We can keep doing that, or we can acknowledge, whoa, we've been a part of this. And now I'm choosing. That's the other thing. Choosing energy should be so huge for everybody uh, because we are choosing. What are we going to focus on? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to focus on the freedom part. And I'm going to do that by releasing any places in my life where I am a victim, where I've been a victim or where I'm still holding on to it. (laughs) That's a plan for all of us. Indeed, indeed. So I think collectively then, maybe part of the, the shadow compels us to see or feel those places where we're still caught up in the shadow so that we can then choose to focus on the light. Would you say that's? Accurate? I would say that's really accurate, and it goes right along with the fact that the collective shadow cycle is governed under two different energies. We start out under self-regulating energy so that we can sort of get a handle of what's going on and do exactly what you've been talking about. And then midway through the collective shadow cycle, we move into illuminating energy, which happens on the 23rd next week. And that brings either drama, if we haven't used the first part of the shadow cycle correctly, or... It brings light to show us how to move forward and create something different and better. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, let's talk about the shadow cycle in a different way. It's It actually begins on the day, I think it's for being, yes. and, it, mm-hmm. and it ends on 10. It always ends how, on or, uh, things at the same time. It ends on 10 and lightning because it goes through the entire 20 days of earth energy. Being being the first one where everything is initiated and due, enlightening being the last one where you've gone through all the steps of experiencing everything that you can from every possible angle and perspective, and then you can find a new beginning. So is there any significance to the fact it begins on a four? Structure. That's the structure. It begins on a day when we have to look at the structures that are keeping us in that place that you're saying of victim consciousness. It's keeping us stuck in a structure that does not serve us and needs to break apart. That's okay. the point. And it ends, it, it ends on a 10 because that's the point where if we've done our work, we reach manifestation so that we can actually manifest something better. And to your point there, Pia, in your book, uh, The Pleiadian Energy, the, the Astrology, you you really tell it like it is with the 10. It's all going to depend on what you've been focused on. Yes. That's right. So if we're focusing on all the, you know, dread, the doom and the gloom, then likely that's the field that we're going to see more and more of. Mm-hmm. But if we can, you know, acknowledge the, the dark, without making it um, bigger than the light or dimming it so much that nobody sees it, then we can manifest what we're truly wanting instead of what we really didn't want. Exactly. And if you think about that in terms of the third time that the Pluto return shows up on December 28th of this year, Mm -hmm. catalyzing, that's a perfect example. If we've been doing this work as we're supposed to, we won't have the challenges. They'll be, as Cullen said, turned into opportunities so that we can truly manifest something different and be catalysts all around us, catalyze everything that we need to do to bring in the changes. And that and that brings up the idea of teaching by example. Mm. If, if we live what we're talking about, other people will notice and they'll look at it and go, oh, 
if I made those choices, if I did that, maybe I could achieve what I see in these others who are not so affected by things they don't want. It's an extraordinary time, I think, that we are in. And I think it's one where we cannot downplay our individual responsibility to it mm -hmm. as co-creators. And interesting because today the moon right now, well, it'll go into the void later, but for the entire weekend, the moon is in the sign of Libra. And uh, it's the the one sign I always think of as the three C's where we have collaboration, cooperation, and co-creation. Mm -hmm. And taking the co-creation part of it, it is our responsibility then to choose what we want, how we want to show up. Mm -hmm. And if we're choosing what we don't want rather than what we want, that's a problem too. Yes. <laughs> because we're getting more of what we didn't want. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Choice and responsibility are very close cousins. Mm. Indeed, indeed. And, you know, this is a year anyway for us to in, to kind of embody the idea of coming together to work, to cooperate, right? Mm -hmm. Cooperation is a big theme throughout the year, interwoven through all the different uh, energies. And collaboration is a close cousin to cooperation. Let's come together and work together. Let's mm -hmm. do a collaborative rather than a singular sort of thing. Um, because you could be an individual, by the way, in collaboration. You be you in the collaboration, but you're bringing and joining together. It's like building, um, uh, have you ever played with Legos? I have grandkids, so I play with Legos a lot. And uh, you're building something, right? And But you, you're collabor all the pieces are collaborating, even though they're individual pieces, one may look like a log, another one may look like the roof of something, but they come together to create something. So we're all individual parts of a collaboration. So collaborating just brings all of our gifts together and helps us well, to build something better. Yeah, and you're you're speaking about the true understanding of duality. You're talking mm -hmm. about bringing individual parts together to create a better whole. And that is what humanity has misunderstood for eons of time about the concept of duality. Duality is not here to separate us. It's not here to point fingers and say, I don't like you because you're different than I am. Duality is here to help us pull all of our gifts and talents together in order to make a better whole, which creates unity consciousness. Indeed. It's amazing. All these things that are coming together, you can apply that same thing that you just said to any part of our lives, to any part of our our community, to our nations, to our world, to our universe, right? All of that works to our benefit when we are ourselves, but we also bring it together in cooperation and harmony. We get harmony, mm -hmm. right? This is a Libran energy. So we're also looking at balance. What's in balance? What's out of balance? We're also looking at how are we codependent sometimes, right? Whether that's in our personal relationships or if it's a codependency of a, in a community uh, or a nation or the world, what are we codependent in and how do we break that cycle? 
how do we get into an uh, interdependence, right? We're all interdependent in this world. So, um, God, Tom's out here singing songs for us. Uh, Christine says, seeing the forest for the trees. I'm just checking back to see if I missed any questions uh, before. We, it, can you believe it? We're almost done with an hour already. Uh, Erica Dorsey says, agreed. I am reading Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And something hit me while reading it. God's spirit light is only love. We as humans have only created the opposite of love. And it's up to us to work through and shed those negative feelings and emotions to be able to connect with God or source since we're created in that image or his image. <laughs> I love that. Um, PTSD, Christine says, re reliving the trauma repeatedly. We need to free ourselves. Hmm, are we in sort of a collective PTSD? Could be. Of our own creation. Mind you, <laughs> um, Erica, victimhood has been a theme for me in the last two weeks. Funny, right? That's coming up. And you're just living at Erica maybe a couple of weeks before. You might have that that uh, energy signature in your own human design or in your own astrology to work through. And so it's coming up. I think I got uh, Leilani says she had a birthday on the 16th. Happy birthday to you, Leilani. Thanks for joining us this morning. And uh, Carol, good to see you out there. She says, I'm curious, what if we stop being so negative about now, stop putting that energy out there and stop thinking that way, but rather what if what is happening now is perfect for what is to become? I think we, we just, we, that's basically what we've been saying. So how astute of you, Carol. Um, what are we focusing on, right? That's what we're creating. And Leilani said, when you said the shadow period began, the root worker who do Sen Moyes passed away and shook the witchy community. It really was a collective shadow. I wish I knew what that meant, Leilani. So maybe someday that could be a conversation we can have. Maybe text me what you mean by that. Natasha Venter, good to see you. My love will be with you on that day. Um, Ursula, hello, Art of the Akash. Love it. Palindrome day is 2222 and 2222. Two, 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 and we did it also on two, two, 2022. Got quite the number of twos, which is, you know, a number of relationships as well. A duality. It's right. It's in, it's in the dates. It's in the dates. Well, Janet, um, two is a number of duality, as you just said. But if we've got it in there five times, five is the number of change. So maybe what we're going to do is change the way that we view and deal with duality. Yeah. I think that's a good place to start because I think that's one of the things that we got wrong, right? That, that's one of the biggest good. lessons. Yes. So, yeah. All right. So let's just review real quickly. So we have uh, a workshop coming up with Pia learning more about diving deeper, as it were, into the Pleiadian Earth calendar on March 25th, 26th, and 27th. You can go to her website. It's there on the screen, piaorlean.com and look for workshops where you can sign up for that. And if you can't attend live every day, she still has the recording. That uh, Do they automatically get that um, after oh, you're done? Recording and they automatically get a 30 minute Q&A session with me personally. Right, after. and a discount for their own personal reading as well. And a discount for their own personal reading. Great, awesome. Just that, it makes it worth it. You know, Besides the fact you might learn a whole lot of, of information about <laughs> the Canadian Earth calendar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, also today, noon, 12 noon, 
uh, is the Astro Design uh, Meetup, where you are invited to bring your astrology, human design, gene keys questions to the Zoom call with me. And we can look at your chart and find answers for you. Even if it's just a curiosity thing, you are free to join. If you don't step out and have your own question, I will be there for an hour from 12 noon Pacific time till 1 p.m. Pacific time. And that'll be 3 p.m. on the East Coast, um, probably about 8 p.m. I think in universal time uh, zone. So I invite you all to join me there. Pia and Colin, as always, it was wonderful to see you and to be with you today. Our pleasure, Janet, as always, heart to heart, mind to mind. Love we are it. very connected. We love, we love these organic conversations. They lead us they lead us into such an, an amazing place. It's so funny because I'm such a planner, right? I have all of this stuff that I write down that we're going to talk about. And by the way, I did hit on the core of each one of them. Um, but I just love that we have this ability to just go wherever. So I love that. We'll see you guys next on March 18th. That is the, it should be the same day because February and March are always like mirror images of one another. Uh, yep, March 18th, you'll be back to talk about whatever it is that we're going to talk about. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Pia and Colin, and much love to all of you out there. Bye for now.